Generations Church exists to glorify God in our community, to make disciples of Jesus, and to multiply churches so that the next generation is equipped to glorify God better than we did. Welcome back to the Generations Church podcast. My name is Jeff Ludington. I'm the lead pastor at Generations Church, and we are in between podcast series. And so we wrapped up our year-long study called Guilt, Grace, and Gratitude on the Heidelberg Heidelberg Catechism, did that via podcast, spent about a year in it, walked through the historical faith that we adhere to. If you're interested in that, go back, subscribe to this podcast, take a listen. Would love to have you join us for that. I'm getting ready to start a new series, more to that, more on that to come, but in the meantime, I want to do some fun things. I like ministry that is fun, and so today, I've invited in a staff member, a guy named Alexander Valdez. He says, he does say, if you're his friend, you can call him Alex, and so I'm going to go with that this morning. (laughs) Alex, good morning. Good morning, Jeff. How are you? I'm well, man. I'm well. I'm glad you're here. Yeah, me too. I'm really excited to be able to to be here and... um be a part of this. Yeah, man. You're at the big table. You're at the big, you're on the podcast. (laughs) I don't know what that really means, but here we are. So, hey, here's why I invited Alex to join us this morning. Uh, Alex, as of, I think it was August 1st, uh, we brought Alex on as our new youth leader. So he is overseeing for us middle school and high school. And I wanted to talk to him about that. And, And in the middle of coronavirus, we've been blessed to hire people. Um, and I, and I just, let me just say this, Thanks to the generosity of the people at Generations mm-hmm. Church who have been faithful, who have given, yeah. you know, have continued to give and serve and do the things that they could during this pandemic, we've been blessed and we've been able to bring people on staff and uh, where other churches are letting people go. And so I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm blessed, I'm glad, I'm grateful. And one of those hires was Alex. And so, Alex, tell me first a little bit about yourself, tell me about you, your family, how'd you come to faith? Just kind of give us an insight to who you are. Absolutely. Well, first and foremost, I'm still trying to figure that out myself. So it's a really good question right off the gate. Um, but I guess I could start with the basics. Um, I was born in California and raised in Mississippi. Hmm. Um, I grew up in a, in a fairly broken home. Um, my, my parents, they were both um, plagued with addictions, but they were still very loving, loving parents. Um, just, you know, plagued with um, struggles. Um, and that mm-hmm. led to struggles in my life. I grew up fairly poor. I didn't have a lot of great things. Uh, Mom was fantastic at making it seem like we had some great things, though. That's cool. Um, And uh, growing up uh, in Mississippi, um, I actually learned a lot of values I probably wouldn't have learned in California. Um, I got to make some really cool, great quality friendships growing up, especially in the midst of struggle. Um, Unfortunately, uh, my father, uh, he let his addictions kind of get the best of him, Mm -hmm. uh, which led towards the middle of my high school year, um, a, a really bad incident, uh, which meant me, my mom, my brother, um, running away and, and leaving him in Mississippi, oh. uh, uh, leaving him with, with his addictions. Uh, and so that's when we came back up here to California yeah. and, uh, praise report. Um, that's not the end of my father's story. Um, God say, was, I know your dad. Yeah. 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 He was actually at my wedding not too long was. ago. Yeah. Um, so even though relationships back then weren't great, um, God used that moment um, to grab my father and, mm. um, and fix and restore his life. Yep. Um, and so in that, I, that was one of the first times where I got to see God's amazing transformative abilities. This man who was filled with sin, I didn't care for, I had no love or respect yeah. for this man. Um, God was able to reach him and change his heart. 
Um, and from there, um, I having seen that and having witnessed that, um, I started kind of um, hearing about God and, and questioning who He was, um, how was He relevant in my life uh-huh. um, around this time in high school. And back when we moved out to California, I went into a youth group, and that was where I really got poured into. That was when okay. I started understanding who God was, when when things were being revealed to me, the character that God was, and seeing how He was prevalent throughout my entire life. There were situations that I shouldn't have ever come out of. Right. Um, it was only through the grace of God um, that I was there. Let me ask um, a question. You say youth group. Uh, so how old were you when... when when you started seeing God, God started revealing himself to you. You say youth group, but that could be, that could be sixth grade, that could be 12th grade. So yeah. just give me an idea, like, where were you in that? What, what age? So uh, the, the time when I really started seeing God for who he was, and when he started really making that revelation to me, uh, was I was probably in a sophomore okay. in, in high school. Definitely. Very cool. And so, um, one, I know your dad. I know your mom. Your mom attends church here. Your dad has been here several times. He was just out, like you said, for your wedding. Um, but tell me about that. That brings up a great question, man. How in the world did you ever convince a woman to marry? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> tell <laughs> me, you question. just got married. I, I love <laughs> Renee. Tell me about that, man. You are newly married. Yeah, newly married in the midst of coronavirus, right? Um, nonetheless. Um, so I've known this beautiful woman named Renee um, for about six years. As a matter of fact, the first time I saw her, it's, this is sound cliche. But the first time I saw her, I actually prayed to God at that moment. Really? Um, and I, I asked God, you know, oh, man, if I could just have a woman like that, I'd be so happy. Hmm. Um, so the lesson of this is be careful what you pray for. Right. Uh, because when I, when I totally prayed telling Renee prayer, you said that. Yeah. Oh, I told her. <laughs> she loves it. Um, the reason why I say that is because when I prayed that prayer, it, it, something in me recognized and saw Renee. Um, but in that moment, mm. I wasn't looking for anybody. In that moment, I wasn't looking for a relationship, um, and I wasn't ready to marry or ready to settle down with anybody. Um, so it's so funny how there was something in me that was already, like, it recognized Renee. Um, and I prayed that prayer to God, and um, now six years later, um, here I am. Um, I totally dragged my feet. It took me five a one I'm year. saying, yes, you did, bro. Yeah, I dragged <laughs> my feet um, It one year to... Get up the courage to actually follow a committed relationship with her. Um, and then five years from that of just, I don't know, stalling, I guess, uh, until I finally decided, you know what, yeah. I, I know this is the person. Um, I, I'm, I need to ask her to marry me. So I actually proposed to her last year in August yep. at Big Bear. Yep. Um, and our original big wedding date, we had a wedding Venue right. set and planned, uh, this great place called the White House in California, not the one in Washington. Um, and it was going to be this really nice, big, fantastic thing with all the family, but then coronavirus hit, yeah. um, and it got postponed. Um, with some prayer um, and, and talking about it, I, you know, we decided I didn't want to make any more excuses, even corona sure. being a really good, valid excuse. I didn't want to make any more excuses. I already made five years worth of excuses not to marry this woman. Hmm. Um, and so we talked about it, we prayed about it, we decided to actually have a small ceremony here yep. um, in the sanctuary, which I think in, in a lot of ways was infinitely better than was really this cool. big thing yeah. outside of the church. It was really cool. And like I said, um, my father, he was able to come and he was able yeah. to attend and 
he shed tears. My mom, she shed tears. Um, and all of joy, I hope. Yeah. No, it was good, man. They were, they were stoked to be here. Um, so let's pivot. So we brought you on uh, to do youth with us. We're very excited about that. You've mm-hmm. hit the ground running. And so tell me a bit like, uh, you know, the honest question is like, why would a grown man choose to run around <laughs> with middle schoolers and high schoolers? Especially no. when they're not his. Yeah, you didn't, you didn't <laughs> give birth to them. You don't have to do this. No. Uh, why, why youth? And I, I may have heard of a piece of it already in your story yeah. that that's when God revealed himself to you. But tell me why the passion for young people that you have. So, yeah, d- it definitely stems from my walk and my beginning with God. You know, God pursued me at that age. And I, if I'm being completely honest, that's when I really, really needed him. I was full of a lot of questions, a lot mm. of doubts. I didn't know who I was. Um, I, I was putting on all these hats of, of trying out different things, like, am I this person this week? Am I that person this week? Um, at the same time, um, I, I was learning that for the first time and, and seeing for the first time the brokenness in people, the brokenness in relationships. That's um, good. And I recognize... Um, when I went through those things, our students, our, our children, our youth in the church today, they're going through similar things. And some of them in perfect homes, some of them in broken homes, um, regardless of the situation, for the first time in their lives, they're seeing the ramifications of sin. For the first time in their lives, mm. they're recognizing the brokenness, the brokenness in their friendships, the brokenness in their parents, the brokenness in themselves. I'm not the person that I thought I was. My dad, I, I held him up to to this regard and, and for the first time in my life, he's failing me and, and understanding and realizing in that transition, in that season of your life, that's when I want to point to God. I want to point to the one relationship, the solid rock that he is, the one person mm. that will never fail you, the one person that will never forsake you. He's already paid the price um, and he loves you. He values you. And it's a love that's that's greater than any kind of love that um, our youth has probably experienced up to that point. It's it's a perfect love. That's awesome. So you also are, a, you're actually a fairly talented guy, man. I tease you a lot, but you're, you're a pretty gifted guy. <laughs> oh, no. You also led worship for us last Sunday. And so yeah. you and, and your wife, Renee, both are um, musical. You like to sing and play instruments and um, so tell me, tell me a little bit about you and worship, man. Like why is, why is that a value and important to you? Oh yeah. Um, so one thing about worship is I recognize that worship is so much bigger and so much greater than just, you know, singing a really nice tune. It, it is a life of obedience. It yeah. is, that's, that's the, the biggest and best worship is, um, choosing him in the moments that you, that you have a choice. Yeah. Um, but uh, deeper than that, in a musical level, I grew up, I was the show choir kid. Um, I went to theater. Um, I sang, I danced. Um, from, a, from a very young age, you know, God gave me a love for music and a love for singing. And um, hmm. it fed my pride a little bit, too, at that age. Sure, of course. <laughs> I was a little ham. Um, but growing uh, and seeing who God was, I started changing that, that talent uh, and, and kind of giving it back to him. Um, and it's always been a passion um, in my life. Uh, I feel like God's giving me uh, talents and has given me um, uh, musical ability. Uh-huh. And what better way to thank Him um, for those abilities than to present it back to Him as in, in praise. That's um, cool. Do you think uh, that your, 
your musicianship, your singing, your bent towards worship, um, your, your love for giftedness for, mm-hmm. that's what I mean by that. Do you think that is going to help shape some of the way you do youth? You know, that's a great question, and I'm, I believe it will. Um, you heard it. America, I asked a great question. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> All right, good. Yeah. <laughs> the first one in the podcast. <laughs> Ever, I know. <laughs> um, no, um, yeah, absolutely. It, God, I believe God uses um, people uniquely and has given people gifts and shown people um, it reaches people differently and uniquely um, so that those things may be shined and those areas and characteristics of him um, will be shined through, shown through that person. So, yeah, um, I think that my love for worship uh, and being bigger than just uh, music for sure uh, yeah. will bleed into our youth ministry. That's cool. Well, tell me, so as we look down the road, I know, so we hired you August of 2020, right? So you got to... if. You're keeping track. If you got a scorecard out there, that's mid coronavirus, <laughs> right? The, you know, the back and forth, the things that we're doing, it's and, been and fun. then yeah, it, it's <laughs> been an adventure to be sure. Um, and so we're doing on staff. We're all doing what we're calling concurrent planning. Like what? What's the plan for 2021 if we're back in person? What's the 2021 plan if? We're kind of a hybrid model. We're a little in person, a little online or whatever, whatever that might be. And then what's the, what's the plan if we're only online? So we've got these different concurrent plans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Say no matter what way it goes, right? If we're all online, if we're all in person, if it's like there's no more virus or if the virus becomes, you know, <laughs> the worst thing to ever hit the planet. No matter what the situation, if you look out a year or two or three you know, what's your vision for young people and, and how do you think we will see the the fingerprints of Alex Valdez? Of course, we know it's it's God through you, but how will God use you mm. in that season? Yeah, um, I, I definitely hope to see that um, God will build the youth into worshipful, fruit-producing disciples. Um, that I want to, I want to identify their skills and 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 see how they can be used for ministry and and develop those, um, for, and so that they can be ser- of service of God uh, and they can become godly leaders in not only the church but godly mm-hmm. leaders in the in the community. Um, and I hope that in, in those ways um, you'll see like like the fingerprints of of what what I'm doing. Um, and I, I'm hoping that a bunch of things will be affected by that. I'm hoping. You know, uh, family discipleships will increase. Um, I would I would love to see God heal homes and brokenness between relationships. That's good. Um, and I would love to see, you know, just, just youth putting their faith and putting their trust in uh-huh. in God, uh, asking Him questions and giving Him the opportunity to answer, um, whether that be through prayer. Um, just uh, hoping to see that almost like a, an an awakening in our youth students. That's awesome. That's I actually, awesome. I have I have some verses um, yeah, as it. inspiration um, for the youth ministry. Um, the first one is uh, John fifteen sixteen. It's like you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit, and that your fruit should abide, hmm. so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, He may give it to you. Um, and I, just that I that that realization that. You know, God chose you. Yeah. You have value, and He chose you for a very unique purpose. 
um, and he's going to bless you, bless you with fruit. Those are the talents, those are the abilities that he's blessed you with, and those fruit will abide. Um, and I also have uh, Matthew five thirteen through 16. Um, you are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out, a trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket but on a stand, and it gives light to all the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Um, doing a little bit of research of what salt meant uh, uh-huh. in, in the Old Testament, it's just it's a symbol for, for a covenant. It, and, it, and it's necessary for life, and, and it's a preservative. And uh, just I yeah. want to let our students know that they are the salt of the earth um, and, and that they have a light, and that light's the gospel, that light is God, um, and that we're supposed to show that and shine that in every aspect of our life. Um, so those are some of the verses that that come to mind as far as like when I think of youth and youth ministry, I want them to know um, that you know they, they're chosen. Yeah, um, they're chosen, uh, and, and there's a promise over them, um, and I think get to share that. That's really cool. I, you know, there's a verse as you were reading that. There's a verse that comes to mind for me, and. Um, a lot of times it's applied to youth, and I'm not sure that's the best application, but uh, it's as Paul writes to Timothy, who is his young protege pastor that he's handed off the church in Ephesus to, and Timothy is now charged to take that on and organize it and get it together and, and, and build up a biblical church there. Hmm. Uh, Timothy's a younger man, and so especially in Jewish culture and in the culture of the day, uh, unlike American culture, where uh, in American culture the, we, you know, kind of we dote on the infant and the child and the room and the kids, and you know we have a bad tendency of putting uh, seniors in homes and not really caring mm-hmm. for and respecting and loving them. Yeah. Uh, Eastern culture is the exact opposite, and so the older, the more respectable you were, the more respected you were, and the more listened to. And so Timothy is a younger leader. And Paul reminds him, he says, don't let anybody look down on you because you're young, right? You know who you are. You're changed in the gospel. You're connected to Christ. You know you're rooted and grounded in the gospel and the truth. Uh, and so I would say that to you. Don't let anybody look down on you because you're young, right? Let that, let who you are and, and your joy for Jesus and your grounding in your faith, let that, let that fire you up for these young people. And, um, you know, and I make jokes and, and laugh about, you know, working with middle schoolers. And I don't think I could do it. I don't think I'm gifted to do that. And so we know someone needs to do it. We know those young people are there to be reached. Mm-hmm. And you have this passion and this excitement, and this zeal. And so I would say this, as Paul says to Timothy, don't let anybody look down on you because of your age, because you're young. You know who you are. And, and then you teach the young people. Let nobody look down on them. Let their excitement, let their joy for Jesus, let that reign. And so, Alex, thanks for joining me this morning. Thank you for having me. It's fantastic. My pleasure. For all of you that are listening, uh, stay tuned. We've got a new series coming up. I'm going to do a couple interviews, and then we're going to launch into that series. But right now, if you heard anything you like, you want to hear more, go back, subscribe, like our podcast. We would really appreciate it if you would share it, write a review, tell your friends about it. 
Uh, We put this out there just to have the conversation about the gospel, the conversation about Jesus, a biblical conversation out there. And so please uh, share that with your friends. Thank you again for listening to the Generations Church podcast. We're glad you're here. God bless you. For more information, visit our website at ginfamily.church, G-E-N family.church. You can also follow our social media accounts at ginfamilychurch.